Before beginning this podcast, we'd like to start with a land acknowledgement. We acknowledge that we are on the traditional territory of the Anishinaabe, Neutral, and Haudenosaunee peoples. The space in which we're recording this podcast is situated on the Haldeman Tract. The land promised to the Six Nations that includes 10 kilometers on each side of the Grand River. This land is part of the Dish with One Spoon Treaty between the Haudenosaunee and Anishinaabe peoples and symbolizes the agreement to share, protect resources, and not to engage in conflict. On these treaty lands, we have the responsibility to honor and respect the four directions, land, waters, plants, animals, and ancestors that walk before us and all the wonderful elements of creation that exist. Today, this gathering place is home to many First Nations, Métis, and Inuit peoples from across Turtle Island. Acknowledging them reminds us of our important connection to this land where we live, learn, and work. We recognize, honor, and respect these nations as traditional stewards of the land and water on which the studio sits. It's no time for small talk. Welcome to Series 2 of Deep Conversations with Strangers. This is a podcast about turning strangers into neighbors by opening up channels of communication in an increasingly diverse Waterloo region. My name is Gregory Bish. This is part two of my conversation with Ikram Karpan. In part one, Ikram gave me a new perspective on child development. It's all about letting young people be involved in their own decision-making and problem-solving and creating a need for them to learn. He also talked about growing up in Russia, Bangladesh, and Turkey, and coming to Canada after his family was targeted by the Turkish government for being involved with the Gulen movement. In part two, Ikram talks more about arriving in Canada, about his teaching philosophies, and his thinking about how people of all races and religions can find a common humanity. As I said in part one, Ikram is a fascinating young man, and I think you'll enjoy part two. Here it is. Well, take us through what you've done in Canada so far. Yeah, what I've done in Canada, I mean, I came to Canada, after a few months, for example, someone asked, like, so how is it going in Canada? Like, is everything? I'm good. I have, like, 90 friends. <laughs> she was like, nine? You just came here, like, a few months ago. Yeah. How does that happen? I'm like, I don't know. You know, <laughs> I like, I'm a social people. <laughs> yes. Well, when I, I first met you at Multicultural Connections event at KPL in um, May, and I came to your booth about the... The Grand River Friendship Society, and uh, immediately your energy was <laughs> came across, and that's uh, yeah, that's when we first started talking. But anyway, sorry, I'm interrupting. No, no, that's all right. Well, I came to Canada. The first few days were really, you know, shocking because everything I see is the ones that I watched in movies many, many years. The houses. Yes. I had a car after one month. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I just got the G in, like, two months. It's like everything was really fast. And I directly had the permanent residency. So I didn't went through the struggles that my friends did, you mm-hmm. know, the ones that who came here by themselves. I mean, like, I never, you know, rode a bus mm-hmm. or I never waited in a bus stop in the winter yes. in minus 30 degrees. Yeah to go to university. Yeah. Like they're all always making fun of me on that, but <laughs> some people are meeting their struggles mm-hmm. throughout the life. For example, the ones in my country, my friends, and the others have to find 
mm-hmm. their struggles. I'm trying my best to find all the struggles that I mm-hmm. can have because I really love solving problems. And this mm-hmm. is one of the things like we lack in education wise. We don't like to solve problems mm-hmm. and we always avoid problems. An example it can be is that a child in grade two, for example, you know, having their snack and then his juice box falls on the ground. So it's like went there, liquid is. <laughs> and then the child is looking at the juice box, looking at the teacher, looking at the juice box again. Mm-hmm. There's a problem, but he can't solve it because no one let him to. Everyone just ran, cleaned. Are you okay? Are you this? Mm-hmm. You know, let me just do that. Let me, and they called this love, mercy, which is good. Mm-hmm. That's all right. I don't want to get you know negative attention. Right, right, right. <laughs> But the thing is that, yeah, and I think every parent <laughs> listening to this, including me, would have done that a hundred times over. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, but that child has never learned to do that. He he doesn't know what to do that in that situation. There's so many things in life mm-hmm. where we just provide the information. We don't let them think. So in this JRFS community, like I am in a communication with high school students. Oh, I'm the Grand Grand. Yeah, Grand River Friendship Society. Yeah. Yes, um, the Turkish families' children, mm-hmm. and now we are also, you know, they're also inviting their foreign friends to the activities that we do. Mm-hmm. And right now we are trying to create a point of view, a new perspective to look. Because when I ask them, what do you need to do something good for yourselves? They mostly say, we need someone to encourage us. But there won't be your father, mother, or me every time in your life. You will be alone in your room where you have to, you know, change the screen of your phone from a TikTok video to something productive for example something about stocks something about you know science being a lawyer watching a something that is good for you, a youtube video all that like you have to make these decisions and we have to teach them if you want to educate a young person don't tell them what to do show them how they can do it how they can you know create that mechanism to need Because when you feel like you need something, you directly find problems. You find the problems, you act on solving it. And then after some time, you don't care about the end result. Mm-hmm. The process of solving that is the joy. Is the reward. Is the reward. And also about reward is like, if I can translate this in a clear way. So there's some consequences of this life and there's some achievements. Mm-hmm. And there's some punishments and there's some rewards. These two are different things. And if we can put this in an example, a child goes to the kitchen and touches the pan, which is hot. His hand will burn. This is the consequence. And the idea of not touching anything on the stove is the achievement. But in our culture, <laughs> let's say, if a mom sees this happening and hits the child in the head, Don't do this again. That's a punishment. And the next day, that child, you know, doesn't touch the pan, just walks away. Good. Here's a chocolate. That's a reward. You know, the reward system is a really bad thing. 
because hear me out because this just sounds you know unlogical in the first sentence you just do that whatever that act for the reward for example i was in this community the glen movement i went to summer camps when i was 14 years old 15 years old and there was this book like 700 pages and they said if you read this you're gonna get a tablet you're gonna get a watch and i read the book i got the tablet in a week but no one asked me in the next five years how many pages have you read mm -hmm. none mm -hmm. because there wasn't any reward Yes. And I don't remember a single sentence from that book yeah. because I did it for the reward. Mm -hmm. I didn't look into the sentences. My you know, achievement, my reward wasn't the meanings between right. those lines. I see what you're saying. Yeah. That was not my goal. My so goal there was, was no to, journey there for you. Yes. It was yeah. just focusing on A means the, to an end. Yeah. Focusing yeah. on the rewards. and. But also something that struck me about that is if the mom slaps on the side of the head, what happens when... You know, he's grown up and the mom isn't there. Exactly. There will be no one slapping his head to stop him doing something bad. Yeah. So and so you, then he, he eventually has to learn on his own anyway. Yeah. That's the thing. If you learn that mm -hmm. consequences in the age of 20, 25, mm -hmm. you don't get a good life or you don't succeed, you know, mm -hmm. in this life because the younger that you learn, then you can build on it. And if you go back to that camp and if you... Like if we start, let's, let me go back to where I came to Canada. I mm -hmm. came to Canada. I started meeting people. I started meeting the yacht people. And then in the JRFS Grand River Friendship Society, they have asked me, can I be a volunteer mentor mm -hmm. to high school students? I said, yes. In the first months, it was all like, you know, programs, like mm -hmm. they come we read this, we wash this, we do that activity, food and everything. Mm -hmm. And then we improved ourselves. I have found out that speaking to the soul, because in this world, everyone is speaking to each other's minds and like telling the right things, telling the truths, telling the things that they, you know, need to hear. Mm -hmm. And then, but this was not solving anything because People are mostly trying to conquer the minds, but if you can't conquer the soul of mm -hmm. that person, the mind is close to you. It's impossible. Mm -hmm. You cannot get access to it. So we have technically banned speaking to mind among ourselves. For example, in that example, within the within the high school, that you know, yes. my friends. There are some university friends with mm -hmm. me. They are the mentors. Like yes. we work together with those children with those kids, and yeah. then we plan everything together because like in our normal this community society like community for example like me and a few university mentors will decide all the programs all the camps all the activities for the children but we have changed that to for example we are all coming gathering together and we are having a meeting for example what should we do in the summer why do i get to decide what he or she wants to do Let's decide that together. And they directly say, these are children. They can't think. They can't, you know, find the good things in, for themselves. But no, that's not it. We never allowed them. In the summer school, for example, 80% of them came by the force of their parents. Mm -hmm. And they told me that. Because the way I started a conversation is that I want them to be sincere and open. 
And then I said, I always ask this, what do you need? They directly said, football. Because they have brought many, it's not football, soccer. Yes, yes. I, I was following you on that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's go soccer. They have brought, you know, balls. They have their shoes. Mm-hmm. It's like when you look at the whole picture, there's like four courses before coming to the one-hour activity part. Mm-hmm. And all those four courses is just the consequence for them mm-hmm. to reach to that football. Yes, yeah, yeah. It's like, okay, we're going to pay this. Hey, keep silent. Yeah. Don't look at your phone. Just act like you're listening to this guy. <laughs> and then let's go to that football. Yeah. And an educator has to sense this. Mm-hmm. You cannot give something that if they are not open to it, they're not ready for it. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, what do you need? He said, football. All right, let's go play football, I said. They were shocked. We went to play football for like 40 minutes. Mm-hmm. We came back and I'm like, do you guys call this football? There were so many problems. Mm-hmm. And I started talking about the problems that I had. These are my problems. For example, a guy, a child, you know, sat in the corner for like 10 minutes in the middle of the game and then entered the game again. I don't want to be friends with this guy, I said. Mm-hmm. Because in life, if someone leaves me in the middle of something, I'm going to be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. I was seeking for his support. I was dependable to him. Like mm-hmm. we have started a journey together. And right now I can't rely on him. It's unreliable. Yeah. For example, not passing the ball, you know, using colloquial language, et cetera, et cetera. Like you can teach anything that you want to teach them in a scientific way, in a social, environmental way, in a religious, spiritual way, it doesn't matter. You can teach them based on a football match. <laughs> Literally. I, I would love to hear you go through all those. <laughs> that could be a whole whole podcast <laughs> unto itself. And then, for example, after that match, mm-hmm. we talked on the problems and they also found out many problems. See, I'm not speaking. I'm letting them also speak. I want them to speak. They are struggling about it because they never got to speak in their lives. They're just being told what to do mostly. Mm-hmm. And when they speak, they just, you know, say, I want to do this. I want to do that because a person finds freedom mm-hmm. in the first sight. They always go for the joyful stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, for an adult, it can be drinking, smoking, or like, I don't know, some other stuff, some harmful things. If mm-hmm. a person gets their freedom, they first go to harmful things or things that are not healthy or not productive. Mm-hmm. But if your goal is to educate them, if to give something to them, you just guide this process. Mm-hmm. You guide their will to something you know, good for them. Mm-hmm. So after we talked for one hour, we found out the problems, we solved the problems, and then we went back and played football again. Mm-hmm. And then after solving all those problems, the football match was so good. Mm-hmm. They really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. We came back. I'm like, what do you need now? Football match? They're like, no. So what? Uh, we want to learn something. <laughs> what? I'm not going to teach you anything. What do you need to learn? Someone asked a question. What do you think about this? I just need to ask the right questions. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, Phew. Yeah. It's like magic. But, well, that, <laughs> it must take a while. Now now you're going to Conestoga as well. Um, yes. And what's the program called that you're taking? ECE, Early Child Educator. Um, yeah. I 
have almost finished two years of program. I will finish in December. I'm just a part-time student now. I'm taking one course this um, semester and one course in the fall semester. Yeah. And yeah, like I also worked for one year in placements. Like I did placement in, for example, one of them was Sand Hills Public School, like okay. secondary school. I did a placement there for four months. And then the other one, I don't remember. It was YW, It was in a YWCA. Okay, yeah. Um, I did my so placement with press schoolers. It sounds like you're taking all this experience from Turkey and in Canada, and you've developed a way, like, and you're learning about how to use people's needs and problems to teach them. Yes, like... And you've figured out a way to kind of talk to kids. Yeah, the progress was, you know, from cultural, educational point of views to being a good person. Because, mm-hmm. you know, you can be whatever you want to be inside you. But the point is, if you become a good person to outside, then you can open your inside to everyone. You want to teach them something that you believe, you have to be a good person. For example, in a week, right now it has been a week and we have established really good relationships with the children. For example, they have... So, so just so because this won't come out for a bit yet, you're talking to me after about a week of the summer school. Yes, now yeah. just... One week has finished. Yes. It's going to go on for next three weeks. Right. And then, for example, they come from a break. Mm-hmm. I let them have the consequences of their actions. For example, they sit down, they start playing a game in their phone. And I'm like, I'm not telling them anything. One of them like makes everyone, hey, stop, stop, stop. stop. Teacher is waiting for us. I'm just reading my book. And I'm saying, I'm not waiting for you. As we all set the time. You know, we set how many minutes we need a break. They say 20, 30, 10 minutes. That has been done. So as I promised, I started my learning. If you want to learn, we can learn together. I'm just keeping the promise that I made to myself. If you want to keep that promise too, let's learn it. Mm -hmm. So they asked me to, can we start the class? Mm -hmm. Can we do this? Can we do that? That is a phenomenally different way than how I learned growing up. And I imagine how, how my kids are learning to to learn yes well the thing is we just don't trust the children we always of course we will tell them what is right but we should think about the ways that making them you know with like going on that path with their own will because if you stop speaking with like the truth your mind changes its perspective and thinking about other ways for example, right now there is one method that I really, really like about, like, for example, myself. Maybe it can sound really simple or childish, I don't know. But I stop speaking the truth or telling this is what is right for you, this is that, this is this, or giving some speeches to people if they don't want. If someone asks me something, yeah, then I can explain. But till then, I don't speak. So what I do? So my let's say my goal is to educate young people or someone. So I read books or watch videos. I take notes, the things that are interesting for me. So I just go to this, you know, student. I say, I give my notebook to him and say, oh, see, I just read this book. I loved it. Mm-hmm. There's like 13 sentences, 14 sentences. I wrote it here, which really inspired me. Can you pick one among them? Choose one that you love the best. I'm not going to speak anything. I just want to know you better. And I just give this, give my notebook to him. He just looks for a minute. He says, I like this sentence. 
So after that point, there's so many possible scenarios. It can be, I really like these sentences. Which book is it? Can I also take it? And then he can ask me something about those things and we can start a conversation. And then the best outcome that I love is that I will do this for months. For example, with every you know, book that I read or any podcast that I listened. Mm-hmm. And then after months, you know, in times I will ask him, right? In a minute, he will choose one. I'll take that as a note. So after like five months, there were like 10 sentences that he chose. I will print this out in a really good form. I will put it in a frame and I'll give him as a present. I will cite the, you know, authors that said those. And some of those sentences are- Like their quotes and their powerful messages, yeah. Yeah. Some of those sentences that I came up with myself, for example, in my notebook, there's some parts, for example, while listening, I have thought of something, I'm writing this and I'm just putting two big dots in the beginning and at the end, that means that's mine. So I'll just give that 10 sentences to him and these are the sentences that you chose. So this is basically you as a mm-hmm. gift to him. Mm-hmm. And it will just create the best relationship mm-hmm. with that person. If someone wants to educate someone, you know, teach them something, this should be the right way to it. Mm-hmm. Not just, you know, take them, put them in a bench and you know what? This is this, this is that. If you don't do this, you're going to do that. If you do this, this is going to happen like blah, blah. Mm-hmm. You have to let people see the consequences. You have to see, to let them see the rewards, the achievements. You have to guide them through it. So in every situation, I just think, um, can I can I face this consequence? Education is not something with, I become a teacher, I get the money. This mm-hmm. is not a construction site. Mm-hmm. We are not building rocks and things. This We are building a person. Mm-hmm. This person can conquer the world mm-hmm. or can literally end the world, mm-hmm. like, that is what... The, the, so they can be t- come good or evil. They can be yes. really productive or really bad. Yes, one, you know. And I, I want to dig into the, the soul a little bit that you're talking about. So you were talking a little bit, I think, about your own soul and how you've nurtured that. It sounds like rather than just nurturing the mind, you're following your soul a little bit on... And if I'm getting this right, you're trying to connect with their soul, not just their mind, but their soul, the children. I'm, I'm just avoiding the mind. I don't care about the mind. The Mm -hmm. mind is their own responsibility. Mm -hmm. But if I want to give something to them, Mm -hmm. I need to connect with their soul. So I am teaching them, for example, how to answer the question, how are you? Mm -hmm. Because they don't even know how to answer that. How are you today? Fine. Mm -hmm. And then they scrolling. Yeah, Yeah. back in their phone. Mm -hmm. But when I tell them about my day Mm -hmm. in every moment, how I had the joy. For example, I asked this one, child like how's your day it was good i didn't do in the weekend i didn't do nothing he said and then i think every parent has had that with their kids yeah yeah and then i explained my weekend how i did the emotions that i felt the friendships that i came the activities that i did how that made me feel how i thought of it at the end of the day and all that things for like 10 minutes he rose his hand and said you know what I did a lot of things this weekend. We went to Windsor. Mm-hmm. He just said, yeah, we didn't do anything. Yeah. Weekend, but he went to Windsor. Mm-hmm. So he started thinking. So that is the, pro- I just want them to think. Mm-hmm. Anyhow, it doesn't matter. And you make them think by connecting with their soul, it sounds like. Exactly. Yeah. Because 
you cannot, you know, connect to the brain, to the mind and make them speak. Because, for example, let's find an example. It sounds like you can't connect to the brain directly. You have to go through the soul to the brain almost. Yes, because if you talk to the mind, the other person won't think. You'll just say, hey, you know what? You have to read a book because it's good for you. Done. There's mm-hmm. no thinking. Yes. You have to do this to prevent this. There's no thinking. You just, the other side thought for you and provided that thinking process yes. with a result and just gave it to you. Yeah. But if you ask the right questions or if you say the right sentences. You motivate them. Yes. Mm-hmm. For example, I'm reading a book, let's say. I was, I had dinner with them. Mm-hmm. You know, I had a really good dinner with them. We enjoyed, we had our conversations, et cetera, et cetera. And then I moved to the couch. Mm-hmm. I started reading, not saying anything. They just went on their phones. In any environment you can. If you're a father, same thing. If you're a mother or anyone else, you know, in a camp, in a summer camp, you're a youth worker in YMCA, it doesn't matter. In this scenario, can you can put this in every example. So they did something unproductive in that half 30 minutes. I did something productive in that 30 minutes. I'm taking notes, reading. And at the end, I just close the book and say, wow, that was great. I hope, you know, the ones that I love, the people that I love, I care about, read this book Mm -hmm. so that I could talk them about it, Mm -hmm. talk with them. And I just leave. So what does this make the other guy or the child or anyone think? Mm -hmm. The loved ones. He loves me. He's telling me this all the time. Do I love him? Yes, I do. Well, he will be happy if I read that. But should I need to? Let me just open. Let me just check the first sentence. Mm-hmm. Blah, blah, blah. It goes on. Like, you can't make this process happen if you just say, hey, you know what? This book is really great. You have to read it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. But, but it also sounds like you've found a way. There's not a, the same answer every time. You kind of have to... You have to kind of feel it too. Yes. Yeah. I'm exactly the point. There's also one really big point to this scenario is that if you are, you know, saying all those sentences like this book was great, and it was so inspirational. It. Yeah. I really would love to speak about it with a loud one. If you don't feel that, mm-hmm. if you're reading that book just to make him read the book, mm-hmm. that is not going to happen. Yeah. But if you read a book that you really love and yeah. you provide those sentences with that, yeah, that is where the soul comes. Isn't it amazing? Because, because it's almost like your soul is then talking to their. Yes, it's mm-hmm. the same sentences, yeah. same behavior, same acting, mm-hmm. but different end results. Mm-hmm. And this is the part that there's so many things in this life you cannot see mm-hmm. or you cannot measure, mm-hmm. because, I mean, it just doesn't add up. Mm-hmm. Like, same thing, same everything, but only your intention. Make something greater, yeah, or just leaves it at nothing. Yeah, I mean that—that that is just great. So I want to pick up on that a little bit because I'm talking about this series on the podcast. Is Waterloo Region? So Waterloo Region is a part of Canada that, like Toronto, has become one of the most multicultural, or if not the most multicultural cities on earth. And Waterloo Region is mid-sized cities starting to follow that path as well. And not everybody's happy about that. Some people are. A lot of people embrace diversity. 
but I can't help but feeling when you're talking about talking each other talking to their souls that there might be a lesson there for people in general as we're trying to change into this more diverse kind of community. Yes. I mean, from my point of view, how can I put this? For example, I come from a religious background. Mm -hmm. And in my religion, there's a certain way of, you know, woman, you know, putting on clothes. And at the first times in Canada, I always thought like, you know, the way that, you know, people dress, it's not okay. It's not that. It's not to see. These are all truths for myself Mm -hmm. or for a part of people. There's so many truths. But then I always, you know, focused on the eyes and tried to see that soul behind it. And then I realized even everyone in the world walks naked. If your intention and your focus, your goal is to find their souls, find the good things about them, Mm-hmm. you will achieve your goal. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to always ask yourself, if you see something bad around you, you have to blame yourself directly. This is because of me. Because the world is not what it is. The world is what you are for you. You just see the world according to you. You can't change the world. but you can't... Is it your interpretation of the world? Yes. Okay. You can change your point of view to so the world. So you change the way you perceive the world. Yeah. Yes. You know, we are in a journey in this life where we are trying to find the truths. Mm-hmm. And if you just find a few truths and stick to them, that will not help you. Mm-hmm. But if you always have the idea of, you know what? I found this truth. I came this far. But if I keep going... Mm-hmm. keep reading, keep researching, keep talking to people, keep being a good person, this truth will just fade away and I find a better one. I'll find a better one. Mm-hmm. So yeah. That's that is really what... that is really a cool way of of thinking about that. So just to kind of review it, if you see something that you don't like, the problem is with you. Exactly. Not with the world. And you've got Never. to you've got to find the goodness in it. That it's is, always that's pretty powerful. It's always you. Mm-hmm. Just look deep enough. It's always you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's mind blowing because, um, in a way, that's part of the mission of what I'm doing here for the podcast. Is I'm talking to many different types of people, but I know that inside each of them, there's that something special in each of them, and. Like, I just want to share that with everybody that people might be different in a whole bunch of different ways, but there's something special in each of them. And I just want to kind of show that special thing. And I just feel what you're talking about is is similar. For example, there's so many beliefs, religions in this world. Even if a person doesn't believe in things, they they always use the phrase like paradise or hell in their conversations. If everyone just started doing their own journey within themselves and always finding themselves guilty. And finding yourself guilty is not something negative. It's not beating up on yourself. No, no, no. It's like, this is something that I need to improve on. Mm -hmm. Every time. It's like a journey. Yeah, you find something bad around you. Mm -hmm. Something happened. Someone shouted at you, for example. Mm -hmm. At that moment, you cannot find a reason. Start thinking. You will find a reason. I have read this book. It says, you know, 
in early times in Istanbul in Turkey. There was this Istanbul gentleman. It's a phrase. It's the Istanbul gentleman. So a guy just comes, spits to an Istanbul gentleman's face mm-hmm. and says something really bad out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And this guy turns and says, I'm really sorry for making you do this. I'm sure I am guilty of your act because you wouldn't have, you wouldn't have done it if you didn't have a reason. So I can't find it at this moment. Can I please take you out for a dinner mm-hmm. so that we can talk and I can find out what I did bad to make you do this? Mm-hmm. Like this is, and this is very joyful. Mm-hmm. This people or this idea doesn't come like, you know, with a rage or with something, you know, negativity. It mm-hmm. comes with joy. Mm-hmm. You know, if someone does bad something to you, mm-hmm. you instantly start thinking, Why did they do this? I need to find out and I need to fix that within me. Mm-hmm. So to do that, you have to be a good person to them directly. Mm-hmm. And if everyone has set this structure, this mindset inside, we wouldn't need paradise and hell. Mm-hmm. We wouldn't seek for a better place. Mm-hmm. This world, this whatever we are this living. This would be our paradise. Our better place. Yeah. Well, we wouldn't solve the problem of living forever. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah, and there's a few other things like <laughs> yeah, there's exactly, yeah, yeah. but yeah, point taken that it would solve a lot of the difficulties we have between us a lot. Mm-hmm. So, what do you think it is? Like you, you've seen a lot of suffering and difficulty in your life. Yes, and here we're talking about you know finding the goodness in everybody, talking to people's souls, and yet people who haven't maybe not gone through as much as you have maybe don't have as an optimistic look on life. And, you know, some of that is, you know, just your general makeup. But do you think that um, you've landed here because of the difficulties you've seen? Well, I I can say yes. But that won't mean, like, you have to have all these experiences right? to, you know, have this mindset. Every journey will be unique. Mm-hmm. Some won't even, you know, drop a tear, even if their mom is dead. Some will just cry in a corner, even if their, you know, little pinky finger just, mm-hmm. you know, scratches somewhere and it hurts. Mm-hmm. People are so unique creatures with emotions. Mm-hmm. And basically everything is like emotion. I mean, there is this quote that I just listened. The books doesn't speak, you know, we are the ones that makes the book speak to us. For example, even wow. if you look at it... Now, who's that a quote from? Uh, it's a Turkish scholar, Ahmet Kurujan. Okay. You know, I'm going to I'm gonna have to look that up. But however, I imagine that was that'd be written in Turkish, wouldn't it? Yeah, uh, that was... Uh, it was in a video, like, he okay. said this. Okay. And it really made sense because, for example, you know, again, I'll take from my point of view where I have experience... I'm coming from an Islamic, you know, background. Mm-hmm. So some people read the holy book, the Quran, and they just start wars. Mm-hmm. And some of them read it, they start dialogues. They mm-hmm. start, you know, being good to people. Mm-hmm. And that is also one of the sources that I have seek knowledge because, you know, I have found out that, for example, the prophet of, you know, Islam, Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, 
he has spent only around 13 hours in wars all his life, mm -hmm. active war 13 hours. Mm -hmm. And the rest was all making peace, communication, relationships with people. Mm -hmm. But the history that came after him, mm -hmm. the next 20 books were all about wars. Mm -hmm. Why? Because the history is shaped around heroes mm -hmm. and heroes win the wars win the wars exactly yeah. you know it's like then it just changed like it just changed all my point of view because there's like a 63 years of his life mm -hmm. let's say or any life that you can take mm -hmm. how many minutes of that how many hours how many days are with rage Mm -hmm. with you know anger going on that life yeah and, and how many want to live that way anyway yes yeah. no one could mm -hmm. so everyone has it inside them and there's so many people in the history that we know wrong for example again when i talk about myself i looked at the islamic point of views like it was mostly about wars mm -hmm. because that's how it had been mm -hmm. written so even if there was great things to know, mm -hmm. if we people didn't make them speak as knowledge today, mm -hmm. we wouldn't know them. Mm -hmm. So you just look, I started looking, you know, between the lines. That's what yeah. they call between the lines in a book. And then I found out that, yeah, you know, people like prophets, Gandhi, you mm -hmm. know, other people, like they all have only one power being a good person mm -hmm. doesn't matter their relation religion doesn't matter their race nothing matters mm -hmm. the only best first common thing after having a brain and a heart mm -hmm. among the people it's being a good person mm -hmm. and how you put this into the world i just have to measure mention this because you mentioned the quran and taking totally different things away from it out of the quran yes depending on how exactly. you just choose to perceive it and I have to say the same thing is with the, the Holy Bible. Like, I, I was raised Catholic. You can look at that and find all the goodness in it, or you can look in that and find all the anger and punishment and judgment in it. It depends what you want to take from it. The way we look into stuff, mm -hmm. you know, you just have to change the point of view and you just have to be open-minded. Don't just stick to the truth that you have at this moment. Mm -hmm. Be sure that that can be wrong mm -hmm. and you are going to have a joyful life. Mm -hmm. If you just stick to the truths that you learned in some part of your life and you just go on with that for 30 years, mm -hmm. well, you're not going to be happy. Mm -hmm. You're always going to you know, complain about stuff. You're going to speak to the minds of other people mm -hmm. and you will always convince yourself, I'm a good person. I'm you know, an outspoken person. I'm doing the right thing, all that. But doing the right thing doesn't matter. It doesn't solve the problems. Mm -hmm. Doing what is necessary, what is needed. Mm -hmm. That is the point. Where, for example, my father's students in Russia, mm -hmm. when I moved from Turkey to Canada, I didn't move like in a really calm way because we were waiting for family reunion. Mm -hmm. And they have arrested my sister out of nowhere. Okay. And then they released her. And then we wanted to go out instantly to a Balkanian country because they will just put, you know, a, how can you say, a five years of 
you know, you cannot just go out of the country. Okay. I don't know what that is called. So we just wanted to go out before mm-hmm. they did that. So we bought the tickets and they, the police just took her in front of me mm-hmm. in the airport. And then I passed the, you know, passport control and everything. They told me to go. Mm-hmm. And then after that, they released her. They took her passport and identity, all that. So she had to come through Greece, you mm-hmm. know. Yes. Passing illegally to the mm-hmm. other side from there to, you know, air airport and airplanes and everything. So she had, she really struggled a lot. She sold stuff that, you know, for example, I was really sad and I was really not optimistic at that mm-hmm. time because I always told myself I was the one that should have faced all those. Yeah. You know, because she... All those officials, yeah. Yeah, because at least she didn't do anything mm-hmm. to deserve all those mm-hmm. well i didn't do anything too but mm-hmm. what i did that they see as a crime is that for example i went out to another city mm-hmm. and i brought a woman and a six month of her child yeah to the city where their parents are mm-hmm. why i'm doing this because this woman is in a wanted list mm-hmm. they're trying to arrest her mm-hmm. and someone needs to help and mm-hmm. no one is willing to help because if you're being caught with her Mm-hmm. You're gonna go to jail too, but what do I care? Mm-hmm. If you're if you want to do something good, you do it anyways. It's mm-hmm. not just you just wait for everything to be in your comfort zone and then you do it. No, mm-hmm. all that. I mean, yeah. it's really interesting. And it's yeah. really it certainly had yeah. a huge impact on your life. It did. And I have to compliment you because you're 26 years old. Yes. I am not 26 years old, uh, not quite, but almost double your age. And throughout this conversation, you've made my brain do gymnastics in, in the sense that it's bent in ways it hasn't bent before and thought of things in new ways it hasn't before. And that's truly a gift. So I really appreciate that. And I appreciate you taking time to talk with me, talking about your life, talking about the way you've, you've come to see life talking about how you're teaching others to live life. I truly find you an interesting human being, and I'm, I, I think we're very privileged to have you in this region. So thank you. Um, thank you so much for, for your time. And this has been a real joy for me. Thank you so much. For me too. And one last thing I can say, not say ask can mm-hmm. be good. And I'm really struggling mm-hmm. here to you know, open to other communities or to Canada itself. For example, right now we are trying to, you know, look for, you know, grants or, you mm-hmm. know, how, you know, I'm I'm trying to find, I will try to find a job in YMCA, for example, mm-hmm. you know, a part-time youth worker, mm-hmm. because what I or the people in GRFS, Grants of Friends, are trying to do mm-hmm. Canada is already doing that. YMCA is already doing that. Or other, you right, know, there's right. other, you know, corporations or institutions. Mm-hmm. They're all doing that. And I need to learn mm-hmm. how they do mm-hmm. because I'm an amateur here. Mm-hmm. I can have the mindset. I can have the approach. Mm-hmm. But I'm still trying to, you know, find out people, you know, find out ways to learn more about Kitchener, Waterloo, how these things mm-hmm. work over, over here, how you, you know, contribute to yourself and to the generation, to the yacht, mm-hmm. if you would like, because they are doing great jobs. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that is also one of my 
goals and mm -hmm. one of the paths that I just started. And you can see all those problems that we just talked throughout this you know, mm -hmm. podcast. You know, there's so many things that can be fixed. Ikram, thanks, thanks again. I, I really appreciate your time and uh, sharing your ideas with me and yeah. with us. Yeah, thank you very much for having me here. This has been more than great. It has been my, you know, first first experience something experiencing something like this for the first time, and I'm really glad since I have the thinking mechanism. Mm -hmm. I'm just thinking where all this can go. Mm -hmm. You know, all this can end in a very good way. This podcast, mm -hmm. but even if they do, don't, mm -hmm. doesn't matter. Just thinking of that makes me great and you know, giving me ideas and everything. Yeah. Well, one of the things I like about this podcast is the people I've met, like you, like Abiha Saihed, who who invited me to the event that led me to you. I've spoken with a, a woman who was homeless for 18 years, a, a man who struggles with bipolar disorder. I've learned so much from all of them, and I've gotten so much joy from each of them. I'm glad to get that privilege from you. Yeah. So thank you very much. It's great that you're doing this, you know. Thank you. No problem at all. Thank you for listening to part two of my interview with Ikram Karpan. If you haven't listened to part one, you don't want to miss the stories Ikram tells about his youth and his experiences this past summer teaching summer school. If you'd like to reach out to Ikram to talk about his community development ambitions, you can reach him at ikramkarpan20 at gmail.com. That's I-K-R-A-M-C-A-R-P-A-N, the number 20, at gmail.com. If you'd like to learn more about the Grand River Friendship Society, visit grfsociety, all one word, dot C-A. I hope this podcast encourages you to reach out to someone new in your community and turn them from a stranger into a neighbor through a rich and meaningful deep conversation. If you enjoyed this interview, listen to another. I really saw this position as a way, reporting to the chief of police, um, a way to really have a voice and to understand policies and behind the scenes. And I think that's a unique view that I have where other people may not have. And, you know, what I really would love is to be that catalyst and where people can, you know, because I have a seat, I can... I'm in a unique position that I honestly think that I can affect change. But, you know, it's bringing people to understand it, bringing people to move past apprehensions of dealing with police, because you need to understand how systems work in order to really affect any change. That's Geraldine Stafford. She's the first civilian manager of equity, diversity and inclusion with the Waterloo Regional Police Service. In 2022, she was named one of the top 100 Black women to watch in Canada for her dedication in promoting diversity and inclusion. Listen to my interview with Geraldine as part of Series 2 of Deep Conversations with Strangers. I'd like to thank John Green for volunteering to edit this series. John is a freelance audio engineer, and if you'd like to reach out to him to do some work for you, you can reach him at john at odysseyodd.io. That's J-O-H-N at O-D-Y-S-S-E-Y-A-U-D dot I-O. Thanks for listening. Take heart and take care.